Well, what is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the DXP Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, followed up by the one and only Patrick. Also known as Bloodthringa. Okay. I was going to say, uh... And you are? You're blinded? Blinded? Oh. <laughs> you know... I was say, I'm using a new light, so I'm like, uh, Halo? So. Yes. Also known as Biogamer across all the medium platforms. That's Twitter, right, that's Instagram, right. and, uh... Other things. Only one hour, no big deal. Yeah. 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 Technical difficulties. Uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We figured it out. We're here. We got it. It's only episode eight. That's right. Once I can actually figure out what's going wrong with my stuff, because I have to fix it every night or every time I'm on Twitch or something. I don't know why. I, I don't know either. I'm just trying out new settings on everything each time. So if it sounds better, then heck yeah. If it doesn't, then I'll just change it next week. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. All right. All right. Well, we're here. So, Patrick, what have you been doing this week? Man, I don't even know. Let's see. Uh, well, I've been I've been doing my Twitch stream stuff. Uh, we got, Good for I you. Got Minecraft, I got a new Minecraft server up, so that's been fun. Ooh, fun. Yeah, had a little community game night Friday, so that was something. Nice. Um, and then, uh, I guess this weekend, what did I do this weekend? Well, I went out to eat at a restaurant for my birthday, even though my birthday was a couple weeks ago. And then we went and played games at my at my in-law's house, which you were there. I was. Uh, and then Sunday, I did a, not a whole lot. Sunday, I did not do a whole lot myself. I cleaned. I cleaned all day. Did you? Yeah. Is that, is that what you did this week? Cleaned? Cleaned, family-ish, friends, clean. Because for some reason, Sunday just feels like the good day to wash everything in the house. So I was yeah. just like, okay, why yeah, not? It is. Now the bed's all nice and clean. Now I don't get to sleep in it for three nights. Even though it's, you know, it'd be great if it would rain on the days you clean and not rain on the days you have to be out in it. Yeah, that's true. But the days that I stay home i'm either at home or inside someone else's house or at the gym so yeah that second well, i'm sounding really bad i'm inside other people's houses yeah <laughs> and they don't even <laughs> eating know. all their food oh well that's not as bad as what some people would say i know right could be worse it could be i mean there are worse things than eating other people's food Mm-hmm. All right, Patrick. So let's get on into it. Yeah, and in. I'm going to start with one little ordeal. Uh, this is basically a rapid fire. This is coming from my Nintendo News. Platinum Game wishes to self-publish the Bayonetta games. Whoa. Platinum Games has repeatedly mentioned that it wishes to own their own IPs. And it seems that the Bayonetta games is the next one on their list. The company's head, Astushi, uh, Atusha, uh, I'm going to butcher these names. So just please forgive me. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm just going to say the head of the company <laughs> says that Platinum Games has the desire and interest in self-publishing the Bayonetta video game series with the recent investment from Chinese behemoth Tencent. Wow. So uh, what is that, that going to mean for the Bayonetta series? Uh, I'm guessing they want to just grab their own IP and be able to self-publish it because, as you know, Platinum Games self-published via Kickstarter their old Wii U exclusive game the wonderful 101 uh they only need it fifty thousand dollars and they're already past 1.6 mil now so what what they're i, I imagine what they're thinking is um you know self-publishing they get to make it how they want it do it on their do it on their terms raise mm-hmm. their own money mm-hmm. because, because people like their product 
I don't have to work under the, you know, the strict guidelines of a parent company like Tencent or whatever it was called. Yeah, they'll have their own free range. They won't have to go by anybody else's rules or go off of anyone else's guidelines. They just do what they want and make the game 100% the way they want it. I mean, especially if they're the ones that created it. Why not? Yeah, seriously. And then with the way uh, the Kickstarter programs have been just igniting over the last few years, I mean, that that might be the way to go. You could be a small-time a small time uh, developer company and publish your own games and have massive budgets because of Kickstarter. Absolutely. There are tons of indie games that I'm like backing on yeah. Kickstarter right now because I'm just like, well, I mean, it's the only way they're going to get the money, so why not be a little bit helpful? Right. Because you always get those incentives. You get those perks, those, uh, yeah. uh, uh, I forget what they call them on Kickstarter. Yeah, like goals. I mean, not goals, but, I mean, it's what it is. It's perks. It's little. Yeah, your little incentives, basically. Stuff. I mean, and, and and it's not only that you get the extra stuff. It's you get to choose and be a part of the creation of a game that you think you will like. I know. Like, you don't no, have to one... like sit there and wait on a game that looks good because people make excellent trailers and the game comes out and it's, and it's garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to be constantly updated and have your voice heard about what the game should be and what you want in it and what the game is going to be and what the progress is. I mean, you get all that updates through a Kickstarter program. Or you should, anyway. Yeah, if the content provider is actually providing the information on a reliable time. Right. A uh, good example for me is I just backed a indie game that's coming to the Switch called Ruby the Wayward Mirror. Yeah. I'll and I ended up I ended up joining their Discord and then like he's posting on here, "Hey, do you think this looks better or this?" And he'll show up like different examples of things that he's like trying to put into the game to figure out how it would play better and if what's going to be smoother and what are people like more drawn towards. So, mm-hmm. if you are a background some of these, you actually get like a full on opinion about what's going on in it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I Ask the community that. that it's going to be paying for it, so why not? I just watched episode one yesterday of that anime. Ooh. I didn't realize why you were calling it Ruby, because it's R-W-B-Y. And I was like, what the heck? But the girl's name is Ruby. Oh, okay. So you're thinking of Ruby, and this is literally a completely different thing than I'm talking about. No, never mind then. Yeah, this is uh, Ruby no in the way word, and it's a R-U-B-I. Well, that's actually how you would spell Ruby. It is, but the Ruby you're thinking of is from Rooster Teeth. <laughs> yes, well, I figured somebody was... Uh single-handedly developing a game for them oh shoot i got they already have a game do they i don't know i yeah. just i just started watching i have no idea oh well it's in a phenomenal anime series but they already got a game out uh it's i've like, got it on pc yeah i got it on pc eight seasons long now right uh kind of ish a lot Last of i remember i think it was a, like a volume four volume three Yes, uh, Haxian just makes a good uh, makes a good point when he says that the Kickstarter game devs don't only get to build the games for what the fans want, but they get to build it for themselves. They don't have to work for the people in charge of EA who don't even play games. Exactly, you know, and hopefully example. they don't do what EA does and puts microtransactions in every freaking corner. Oh, please don't. Nobody wants that. I know, turn around, about to fight a boss. Uh, pay nine ninety nine now. <laughs> yeah, you only get 15 energy to battle this boss, and it takes 15 to do it. 
So you get to buy them once, and you have to pay for more energy or wait 24 hours. Yeah. No. Well, I'll come back to this game in 24 hours. Uh, no. I got something I, uh, I'm going to have to add to my next, to what I talk about next. Because I just oh. remembered that it was announced like yesterday. Oh, was it now? Yeah. Something that was announced yesterday for me was that back in last year, uh, we all saw that Sony came out and said they just purchased Insomniac Games. Yeah. Therefore, they get all the personal IPs for like Spider-Man, Ratchet and Clank and all that. Uh, we don't know what that really means for Sunset Overdrive, which was a Xbox One exclusive by Insomniac. Hmm. But recent filing uh, that is now made known to the public was just released yesterday, and Sony paid $22.3 million for Insomniac games. Well, nice. And I had, I mean, that's over, Sunset Overdrive, and you said like Ratchet and Clank and stuff? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep, Ratchet and Clank is by Insomniac. So is uh, Sunset Overdrive, and so is the new Spider-Man PS4. That's a bargain. $22 million? It is. And then you think about it, like Xbox, Microsoft paid $30 billion for the company behind Minecraft. Static Orb said that there's some, there may be some kind of contract behind Sunset Overdrive to keep it Xbox right now. But I, I I'm that hoping was back so, when Xbox One came out, so... It was, and I got that game because it was phenomenal. Yeah, but that's been like 10 years ago. Yeah, but still, it was a good game. I always loved the little, uh, what was it? You got a two-liter soda, you threw it down, and it had little uh, rubbery hoses coming out of it, sprinkling acid everywhere, and if you had a special perk added to it, it turned into a nuclear bomb. Yeah. I never had it. You you and Jonathan both have it, so uh, so I saw it played a bunch, but I never actually owned it it was insane though high action it was it's a fun game it really is they had it free yeah they did have it gold free with, with gold and now it's on game oh. pass yeah oh well i guess i could play it i have game pass you could you do i do it's a never-ending discussion are the games free or do you actually pay for the games no you pay for the service therefore you get the games it's a part of the service so therefore they're not free you just get it for our trial period you're basically right. renting the games as long as you're paying the service. Exactly. It's it's a it's a constant rental of a whole bunch of games. Okay, so it is the month of February, and we're actually like eleven days in. But I'm just gonna run down a list of things that have already come out and will be coming out in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got uh, there's also something I'm going to look up the release date on because I totally forgot what it is for something else. Anyway. Here we go. February 4th, we had the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, which sounds to me like a mobile game, but it was totally PC, Mac, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, you had Zombie Army 4 Dead War. have no idea what that is, but it came out February 4th. PC, PS4, Xbox One. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Uh, it, it looks like it was February 6th in Japan for PS4. Stone mm-hmm. Shard, February 6th, only on PC. Um... That was a Kickstarter uh, game. Scourbringer or Scor- Scour- Sc- Gorge? Scorch? Scourge. Gorgy? Whatever. Bringer. Scourgey, matey. Scourge. Scourgebringer. Scourgebringer. February 9th. That was the early access PC and Xbox One. Fire Emblem Three Houses Cinder Shadows, which is the, I guess, the DLC. Comes out uh, tomorrow. Comes out, yep. Comes out tomorrow. Uh, well, on, uh, it came out two days ago for you podcast listeners. Yes, right. We were filming this on the 11th, so 
It's coming out on February 12th, or just came out. Mm. Luna, The Shadow Dust, comes out on February 13th. Uh, that is a PC, PC only. Necro, uh, wow, Necro- Necronator. Dead Wrong, February 13th, Early Access for PC. Best Friend Forever, which looks like a dog game, coming out on February 14th for PC and Switch. Oh, okay, that, then. Well, I've already looks, got two puppies, so I'm good. That would say that looks kind of weird. They're kind uh, of taking got, a shot at uh, Nintendogs. Dude, Nintendogs was great. It was for the 3DS? Hell yeah. Uh, I did my best to try to get a Shih Tzu and a Husky. Yeah. I had a German Shepherd. Oh, see? Look at there. And it was winning all kinds of competitions. <sighs> Darn dog. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, we got Dreams on February 14th, uh, which okay. in that Friday. Have you heard about Dreams? I have not heard about Dreams. All right. Dreams is a open platform. It was an early access. Uh, people who got to go into the early access, I believe. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I believe they had to pay for it. And when, now that the full game's coming out, they get to get transferred over to the full game. But basically, it is a game that allows you to create video games. Oh, well, that's cool. I know. It's from the people that brought you Little Big Planet. Yep. And that's, that's Media Molecule, right? Yes. Yeah. And with that, they're giving you the ability, the tools, everything you need to make your own video game. Uh, I was listening to some people talk about it the other day, and they said that during, uh, like, you can do a playthrough, and it will randomly select games for you to play. And the way it will work is, like, it will randomly select one game and put you in the first chapter of that game. And then mm. after you beat the first chapter of that game, it'll select a random game for the next chapter, and it'll put you in chapter two of that game. And it'll just keep going on. So you basically you pay, play an order of chapters, but you're playing completely different games for the, like, uh, I just want to play something mode. Well, that's interesting. I know. It goes from everything from fighting games, uh, racing games, RPGs, you name it. The only limit is your dreams. Literally, that's what it says on the ad. Huh. That sounds That sounds really cool. Right. Well, that comes out oh, February 14th. Is that Friday? That is Friday because uh, there's some games that do come out on Friday that are not listed here. So once you read off this next game, I'm going to read off two. If you're, if, you're, uh, if you're listening to this on its release date on the podcast or YouTube, it comes out today or came out today. Uh, we also got Street Fighter V uh, Champion Edition for uh, today if you're listening on Friday. Uh, Suicide of Rachel Foster for February 19th. That's a PC. Persona 5. Okay, go, go. Let's go back. Uh, We'll go back back to Friday? February 14th? Yeah, we're going... Yeah, February 14th, today, uh, today, for you people that are listening via podcast, uh, today is also the launch date for Darksiders Genesis on the consoles and Switch. I will be playing that today. And also Snack World for the Switch. Oh, what is Snack yep. World? Snack World is a game brought to you by Level 5. Uh, they're the same people who brought you Yokai Watch yeah. for the 3DS. Good game. Good game. It was a good game. It's phenomenal. I have all three. Uh, basically, Dungeon Crawler and your weapons are based off of like different types of junk foods and whatnots, and you're trying to save the kingdom. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of neat that they have like all these different Yokai in the game, but you don't know they're Yokai. Well, but I'll have more of a full in-depth what the heck's going on by the time I play it because so, it will be mine Friday. So it has yokai Today. in it, yokai-like things. There's one actual yokai. He's a three-headed genie, and uh, 
and there's a YouTuber who plays like all the Japanese games and whatnot. Yeah. And I watched him and he was playing it and I saw it and I was like, that's a yokai. And he's like, right here is one of the yokais from Yokai Watch. Uh, he's just one of the secret characters of the game. I was like, no way. Huh. That's, that's kind of cool. Crossovers. I know. I love it. 505. I mean, level five is a phenomenal company when it comes to these types of games because it's like they're quirky little cartoons and I love it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Level five is an amazing company too. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, if you're going to be a developer of a game, might as well have some crossovers. Exactly. All right. Anything else coming out this week? Uh, those are the only two I could possibly think of. I do know today, uh, during this recording, uh, was the DLC launch, Bad Seed for Dar- Dead Cells. Ooh, so I purchased today, that this morning. Yep, yeah. I purchased it this morning as soon as they finally put it on sale. For some reason, the eShop doesn't want to put things on sale at like midnight. They do it like 11.45 in the afternoon. Oh, so thanks. I'm sitting in my car. I turn on my hotspot and I'm like, download. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. Never mind. Whatever. Just stupid. Uh, February 20th, Persona 5 Scramble. Is that is Scramble... Oh, it's a Dynasty Warrior-style action game. Okay, so it's like a different game than Persona 5 actually is. Yeah, it's uh, like like it says, it's the per, not, Persona 5 Scramble is the Dynasty Warrior-style game, but the thing is, that's for the Japan region. Like, right. that's not in North America at all. Right. We so don't know when it's going to come to us. Who knows? It doesn't say like it's a Japan exclusive right here, but... I mean, if it came out and nobody knew about it and we just told them, then, I mean, I'm going to go pre-order it right now. Breaking news. It mm-hmm. might not be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Undernight Inbirth X Late. Okay. Uh, February 20th, Switch and PS4. Uh, we got Conan Chop Chop. February 25th, PS Switch, PS4, uh, PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection, uh, February 25th, PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox. Uh, you got One Punch Man. That's coming out uh, February 28th uh, on the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, you know what? Nothing's coming out on February 29th. What all that down? I know it's a I Saturday, know, right? but still. Still, I mean, put it on a leap year. And therefore, like, you can say your game is two years old, two four years from now. Exactly. Your game will age really well. Absolutely, like a fine wine. Yep. Uh, also, let me uh, let me type it in real quick. But uh, a game was released that I'm excited about because the last one they released was good. It is Sword Art Online Alicization Licorice. And, uh, well, that is right. It was announced, I don't know, yesterday or the day before. Uh, either Monday or Tuesday if you're listening at a different time. Uh, release date May twenty second, twenty twenty. That's the initial release release date. So I don't know if that's like regional or not. I don't think so. I mean, they released a trailer in English, so I imagine that would be for America. Give me two seconds. Beep bop boop. Nope, that is a screenshot. I don't need you. I need the full on article. Well, while you're looking at that, uh, it's coming out for PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation Four. Yep, uh, is due out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC via Steam on May 21st in Japan, May 22nd in America and Europe. There you go. There you go. Cuckoo can chew. Which I'm really excited about because I uh, I played and loved uh, Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. I thought it was excellent. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that trailer later. Also, uh, they came out with the Doom Eternal trailer recently, uh, so that's getting closer to coming out, and we're getting more looks at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Static, oh. I haven't watched season three either because I don't have any subscription service that had it playing at the time, but I haven't looked it up recently. Um, it might be on something now, or I guess I could just. Uh- like google it and find it uh if y'all want a good website to watch anime and whatnot uh watch cartoons online.io is the website i use yeah yeah and so it's got everything car- dub and sub crazy but uh i haven't found dubs of sword Art online and to be honest i really like the voice actors they've chosen for the characters in english so i kind of just watch it dubbed which i know is like a crime when it comes to watching anime but I don't know. I really like the voice actors for Sword Art Online's dubbed edition. Oh, I just mainly watch dub because I'm usually eight times out of ten preoccupied doing something on the computer, so I just like to listen to the story going right, on I behind me. I can't do stuff and li- like try to pick out what they're saying in Japanese considering I speak zero of it. <laughs> uh, all I hear is a bunch of syllables ran together that don't make sense in my brain. Don't That's me if I'm trying to not watch. You know somebody who basically learned all the Japanese he knows off of watching anime. Jeez. But, you know, that's something. That is something. That's dedication and hard work right there. Kudos to that person. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, what, uh, dude. Okay, so we got big stuff coming up this year and in the beginning of next year. Strictly from Ubisoft. Oh yeah, that's right. Don't we now? Guys, Ubisoft has promised five AAA titles before April 2021. Five. And, uh, I don't know. They all look, they all sound pretty dang good. Alright, I can tell you this. One of those games is reported to be the new Far Cry game in the financial calling this evening... Uh, the company said that three of these games will launch in the third quarter of the financial year, which is October to December 2020, and two will launch in the fourth quarter, which is January to March 2021. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can see that some of these games are confirmed. Three of them will be Watch Dogs Legions, yep. Gods and Monsters, yep. and Rainbow Six Quarantine. Those are three for sure confirmed. I, we may even have trailers for those now. Uh, you've got, I mean, we all know Watch Dogs Legions. Yep. We've all good. seen of Gods and Monsters. Yep. I do not pay much attention to army-based games, so I don't, I don't know anything I about actually, Rainbow Six Quarantine. I'm not sure I've seen anything about Ra- uh, Quarantine yet. Uh, however, uh, somebody just asked about the next uh, Assassin's Creed. It's going to be a Viking-themed, or at least that's a very strong rumor about it, Viking-themed set in... Um, northern europe slash great britain um so that that's one of the games that is thought to be coming out uh this year or maybe beginning of next year all right let's talk about this for a second you're a big assassin's creed fanatic aren't you patty i do like the assassin's creed games all right cool so assassin's creed origins it was egyptian based and it ran off of egyptian gods you had anubis and all that fun in there yeah do you think with it being viking based that it'd be north mythology in there uh, somewhere i sure hope so i don't know i'm not sure i i've heard rumors about the new assassin's creed um taking you to places like asgard 
but I don't know how true that is. I mean, that that was from just reading online. That's why I don't have any sources or anything. But that's mm. what I've heard. Um, I don't. I don't know. I really hope they do bring in the element of Norse mythology because that would be just really, really, uh, really, really cool. Really, really, willy, 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 really, really, uh, willy, creative. Even though I guess they've been doing it, but I want to see how they do Norse mythology versus Egyptian mythology, and uh, even with the Spartans, um, how they incorporated the the gods in that. Because it'd be kind of cool if, like, instead of you being descendants of assassins, you're descendants of the well, gods that's, themselves that's, and that you are assassins. So, like, somewhere in your Skrill tree, you can tap into your, like, your godly yeah. blood, and it gives See, you, like, I a was, certain ability. I was, I was thinking that they might be trying to tap into, like, a demigod kind of character, but I don't actually know. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this new Assassin's Creed. Uh, you know what's uh, you know what's interesting. What's it's interesting? Assassin's Creed when it first came out, like the first three, and then I even Brotherhood and Revelation were set okay. before 2012, and the whole game was building up to this 2012 satellite launch that was supposed to like be the beginning of the end of humanity. And then we never actually like that story just died. Just off the off the side, never heard were, of again. Yeah, because you were playing as Desmond, right? Like Desmond, Desmond and Altair. Yeah, and and then even when you went into not being Altair, uh, when you jumped into the second one, which was Ezio, and the third one was Ezio, and brother, I mean, not the third one, but uh, second one was Ezio. Uh, Brotherhood was SCO and Revelation was SCO. You were, you were still playing as Dev- Desmond Miles, but then that story ended at the end of Revelation, and we haven't revisited it. Nothing about it. How do you just abandon it like that? That that did bother me, but I don't know. Oh, maybe they finished it in Assassin's Creed Three. Maybe you're right. Which, by the way, was one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games. My favorite one is still Black Flag, but uh, because you know pirates and assassins. So you can get Black Flag on the Switch now. Oh, I wonder if it looks. Mm-hmm. I wonder how it looks on the Switch. That is a very good question. Brotherhood was really good. Yes, as real as is got it. Brotherhood was probably my second favorite. Oh, I don't know. Oh. It's it's, a, it's top three. <sighs> I don't know. It's so hard. There's so many good ones. And then there's some not so good ones. Like I didn't enjoy, like revelation was good. I liked the story, but I got tired of it. Um, and then the one set in France was just okay. Uh, what that one's called. Unity was unity in France. Or was that the one in England? That's the one with the twins. That's the one in England. I think. Shoot, I don't remember. There's so many of them now. Yeah. All, all I remember Assassin's Creed's for is I pre-ordered the very first Assassin's Creed game yep. for Xbox 360, yep. and it was rated M, and I was under 18, so my mom had to go in and pick it up for me, 
And I'll never forget it. She told the GameStop worker, uh, wait, I'm buying him a game that says ass ass in creeds. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's, that's how it's going to be looked right. at from here on out. It's it ass is. ass in creeds. Ass ass in creeds. <laughs> yep. Uh, it was syndicate then, was in England. Unity was in France. So you were right. Syndicate. Ah, thank you. Thank you for the correction. And the only other thing I remember about that game is put in my Xbox 360, had my Xbox 360 standing vertically, cat knocked it over, and oh. the laser inside of it ripped straight through the disc. Oh, man. That yep. was... It took a You couldn't move few calls. the Xbox 360 with the disc in it. Nope. That thing would shred your disc to pieces. Yeah. Even if it wasn't on, it would just tear your disc up. So that was fun. It was a good little uh, 45 minute talk with Ubisoft customer support and them sending me out a new game for $11. Oh, that was, that's a pretty good deal. I know, right? Yay for warranties. Uh, also, game number five, new Far Cry game. Because the last Meh. one that came out was uh, Far Cry uh, Primal. That was right. Right? Far Cry Primal. Was it? I thought it was Far Cry oh, with Far the Cry two 5. girls. Ah, oh, shoot. I don't. I guess, I guess I'm, Ain't just, nothing. I'm all confused. I'm all backwards. Regardless, there was some new Far Cry stuff. Uh, but this one's coming out. Oh, Far Cry New Dawn was the last one. So you got Far Cry, Far Cry Instinct. You got Far Cry Evolution, Far Cry Predator, Far Cry Vengeance, uh, Far Cry 2, Far Cry 3, Far Cry... Yep. <laughs> Far Cry. Far Cry. Far Cry 3, <laughs> Blood Dragon, Far Cry 4. Far Cry Primal, Far Cry there 5, Far Cry New Dawn. Okay, so they're, they're talking about a new Far Cry. Far Cry 6. <laughs> I guess. Goodness. Far Cry 2020. We're talking about getting a Far Cry in 2020 or late 2021. Uh, it'd be before the physical year's over for the company. You think so? Yeah, I mean, that's what they're estimating. They want those three AAAs to launch by then, so that's what they got. They have until March 2021. But, I mean, you see how pushbacks are going right now. It's kind of... Uh, you already know I didn't like January at all. Patrick asked if there was any news about Cyberpunk. Uh, the only thing I've seen this week uh, is that they have said that everything they've shown does not show the full graphical power of what it's actually going to look like. Any gameplay that you've seen, anyway. Um, so, I don't know. Hmm. So, I mean, so, that is that is at least news. But, like I said, I haven't seen anything else on it. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure as we get closer to, well, summer, we'll be seeing a whole lot more stuff on it. Uh, more than likely. I mean, especially any type of uh, game, conference, press, release, all that fun jazz. I mean, heck, PAX East is at the end of this month. There might be something there. Probably so. You're going to be there. I will be, and uh, Square Enix announced that Final Fantasy VII Remake will be at PAX East, so I'll be standing in line for like seven hours just to play the demo. Oh, heck yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. <laughs> Patrick said he might so, have to get a supercomputer to run Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think they delayed it po potentially for the release of the Xbox Series X and the PS5, so they're going to be trying to run it in 8K capabilities. Ugh. I don't know of a computer that can run 8K or that is if they even make components that can handle 8K yet. 
Do they have monitors that do 8K? I know there's 8K TVs, but they're more than three grand right now. Not that I know of. I mean, okay. they might have one or two out now, but I am not exactly in the monitor <laughs> in the monitor uh, market, so I haven't been looking for 8K monitors. Considering yeah, it's I have, bonkers. Uh, Static said there are 8K monitors. I have two 1080p monitors and a 1080p TV used as a third monitor, so mm. not great. 60 hertz. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Uh, 8K monitors. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, here we go. Dell has an ultra sharp 32 inch 8K monitor for oh. $3,800. Good night. No, no, not even. That That's enough. We don't need to read anymore. Mm-mm. Nope. $3,800 for a 32 inch monitor. I'm good. Nope. I, I'm not paying $1,000 every 10 inches. <laughs> Uh, that's what she said. Yeah, I must say, pay by the inch, right? <laughs> <laughs> they must be worth it. Ugh, it's getting worse. We're we're falling it apart. Is. <laughs> you know what else is worth it? I don't know. What else is worth it is the wait for March. Uh, one of the games from my childhood, Ty- the Tasmanian Tiger, is coming to the Switch. Uh, we are looking at the expected. I mean, the expected launch date of in March. Uh, the game actually came from Kickstarter, raised all their money, and now they are porting to the Switch. Wow. I am ecstatically happy for this. Uh, I love this game growing up. You're a wombat who's in the outback, and your main weapons are boomerangs that you can basically switch out for elements. Yeah. So you got fire rings, all that. I talked about it last week. Again, yep. I'm just extremely happy that they've come out and said, hey, we are launching in March. So I'm just like, absolutely uh, I'm reading off of the NintendoWire.com. The ad article uh, is stating that they have a rendering of how it looks on the Switch being played. Oh, and okay. it's... Oh, yeah, look at that. It is clear. It is nice. I I can't wait. Oh, that's awesome. And you said this mm-hmm. is another Kickstarter program. Campaign. Yep. It was another Kickstarter campaign. Uh, they originally came out in 2002 on the GameCube and PS2. And now they are coming over to the Switch. Look, I forgot how much they raised. Uh, let me see. All I'm saying is, the GameCube was a massively underrated system. Like the PS2 was like the top selling system of all time, but the GameCube was wildly underrated. I, I, I my favorite, my favorite game probably of all time is Star Fox Adventures, and I, I still that game still looks visually really good against you know today's stuff now it doesn't scale well on like super massive tvs but on like a like an like an average size tv it still looks really good yeah uh sorry i'm i was reading and i found that uh tied the tasmanian tiger for switch ps4 and then it has in parentheses and xbox one it's like asking a question uh, the main goal was $50,000, and with that, they had 2,553 backers, and those backers came out to $132,242. Oh, nice. Yep. Good. They beat their goal by a lot. Absolutely. Double Absolutely. Very so nice. kudos to them. The rendering looks great. The upscaling looks good. Uh, high definition, using HD. They're improving particle effects, uh, improving camera. Mm-hmm. They're putting in a hardcore mode. Oh, that'd be good. So, 
Uh, hmm? uh, I'm I'm excited because this yeah. is this was a game that I loved back in the day, and it's just like okay, this will hold me over. All the other games are going to hold me over. I'm just waiting for them to bring Bioshock to the Switch so I can run around in Rapture while I'm on the go. Yeah, Nintendo Wire said that the PS4 version will come out of the, come after the Switch, uh, like ASAP, and Xbox mm-hmm. sometime later. So bring it on. Yeah, man. Speaking of new games coming out, a new one that uh, I don't know if you'll be interested in. I don't know if even if I'll even be interested in it, but I might. I don't know. We got announcement or confirmation for later this year, a new Call of Duty game. Uh, rumored to be Call of Duty Black Ops 5. Um, that's what Kotaku reported anyway, that, that 2020's Call of Duty game would be called Black Ops 5. But we'll see. That's yet to be officially announced. Um, I don't even... This one is, uh, I guess, going to be Treyarch Studios um, again. And there's reports... uh, There were originally reports that it would be called Cold War and not Black Ops 5. But I think that was when uh, um, Sledgehammer and Raven Software was a part of the part of the develop development um i don't know call of duty to me has not been as as good as it uh once was however it's still one of the top selling series of all time every time it releases something so expect oh, absolutely to be everybody a, wants the new call of duty game yeah expect this one to be a massive blockbuster hit just like every other one even if it ends up being a disappointment it'll still have all of its followers no, they're still uh, going to make their revenue go. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, besides that, there's not a whole lot of details on here. Uh, I don't see... I mean, it's just basically a confirmation of it. It's going to be a first-person shooter. Surprise. No way. You don't say. Call of Duty, first-person shooter? I, I, <laughs> I really, thought it was a third-person parkour. I like the, uh, what the title that was rumored being the Cold War. It was going to be set during the Vietnam War, which I think would be a great idea is to move through the different wars, like like in, like different eras, instead of going into the future and making up a bunch of stuff. And I don't know, like give us real world, like real world stuff. But I don't know. I, you think if kids were playing that and they had their grandparents there who might have been a part of the Vietnam War, it calls PTSD? It might. Uh, and also the Vietnam War was one of the most was one of the more gruesome wars just based off of well we I mean we got slaughtered but there was so much like disease and and sickness from uh from the rain the constant rain they were sleeping in water they were getting parasites and all this stuff so yeah well then if anything they can just do uh interviews with the people who are in the war i mean if they're still Capable of talking about it. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Get a good inside depth of it and get some like good character backlog dialogue going on, backstories. I don't know. Again, I don't touch army games because I'm just not a fan of them. So, also, did you uh, did you see? <laughs> have you seen the uh, the doctor disrespect news from today? No. Oh, okay. Well, he just called a bunch of. He said. Uh, no one cares about corny Fortnite except for the except for brainless kids. I don't know if that's really a a big deal, but he said it. 
Okay, it's, we it's we we talked about this on like one of our first very first podcasts. I'm not a fan of this man. I am not either. I know, but and, and, I, I, and I know. You think he's just doing this for like press? Yes, it's it's his character. He's supposed to be disrespectful. Oh, his persona yeah. that he doesn't take ownership for. Right. Which is I mean, kind of ridiculous, but. Yeah, because when he makes apologies, he's like, "I apologize for my persona." Like, n- no, there's a difference between your persona and you just being a dumbass. Yep, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Not worth it. Even though they did come out with the Harley Quinn skin. I saw that movie last night, Birds of Prey. Did you? Was it good? Yeah, it was. I mean, people are hating on it and whatnot, but I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the music. I liked the story. I mean, I go for the movies just to see, like, if it gives me goosebumps, then I know it's good. Yeah. I I know they changed the name of it. Yeah, that was launched today. Like they changed the name of it because of the bad box office release. Yeah, they people. I'm not sure if if the marketing team did a good enough job of people knowing that Birds of Prey was Harley Quinn's movie. Because now it's called Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. Well, I knew Birds of Prey was a Harley Quinn movie. I mean, it's all over the posters. I know it too. I don't see how people would not know it, but that's the thought process behind it. Even though it still made thirty something million dollars over the weekend, so I mean that's that's still not it's terrible. It's I mean that's right better off. than zero. So that's getting that's that's close to DC movies like average. It's a little bit lower than some of the bigger DC movies, but it's a DC movie. It's not Marvel. Yeah, I do not like the fact that they had thirty minutes of commercials. Goodness. I know it was bonkers. It's a, it's a little much. It was. It really was. You know what's been a little too much, though? What is that? I'm trying to do these segues really good, but I'm sucking at it. <laughs> Bioware. Bioware. Plans. Hey. Substantial. <laughs> that was a substantial <laughs> reinvention of Anthem. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. This comes from Kotaku uh, by Ethan Gatch. Yesterday at 1240. Well, I mean, Monday at 1240 for you guys. Nope. Nope. Yesterday. Wait a minute. <laughs> you're like no for the podcast people monday at 12 40 no i'm just saying yesterday okay they'll never even know no they probably won't i mean unless they like check. oh yeah look it did come out uh, over the coming months we are focusing on a long-term redesign of the experience uh working the re-events and the core gameplay loop to clear goals motivating challenges and progression inside the game blah 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 scroll down a little bit Anthem had a messy launch in February, which was nearly a year ago today. It still looks like it's an incomplete game. Major post-launch content update end up being delayed. They still have the Christmas tree up was like the biggest thing on Twitter the other day. Yeah. The Christmas tree in the main city is still up. It's because they said uh, before people started ranting about it that they are extending their little holiday ordeal for it. But Bioware is basically coming out saying, hey, we're about to redo this whole entire thing. Kind of like how Final Fantasy XIV uh, went from Final Fantasy XIV and then turned into Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Yeah. I mean, we kind of we talked about Anthem last week a little bit. Kind of saying that it didn't, you know, it didn't come out and do very well. Uh, but this is big. I mean, this is it's good that they're not just giving up on it and going, all right, well, we'll make an Anthem 2 or something. Uh, it's kind of what uh, EA did with Battlefront 2. It came out, it had all the big loot box controversy and stuff, and the game was just not complete. But now if you go and play it, like if you go and play it today, 
I mean, all the updates and stuff had turned into a new game. Same thing with, like, even uh, uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, No Man's Sky was, like, one of the biggest things. I mean, it first came out, I liked it, but people were very disappointed because basically they gave us this big idea of, like, this is what we're going to go into, and it was never like that. Yeah. Well, and then it was yeah. about, what, six to a year, six months to 12 months later, and yeah, then they were okay. like, here's a 40 gig update. It's better. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think the new update is really good. Oh, absolutely. You can actually finally meet people, see people, and, like, work with people. Yeah, the instead of just like is really good. Wondering, well, I'm in subsection 42873, and you're about 396,000 light years away. Yeah. And now, and now, even the way the planets, the way the planets spawn is probably a little bit more accurate. But the way the resources are divvied out amongst the planets is a bit more random. Like you don't, you won't fly into a system and know exactly where to find the resource that you're looking for, even if it's rare. I need this, I need so, this anthium ore. Yeah, well, exactly. it's not going to be on that planet, that planet, or that planet because you can see the there. cloud mass. Yeah. So now, but it's a if you bit go to more, that planet. It's not random because there's still rules to the world, to the universe, but it's a bit more, it's a bit harder to find it. And then they've upgraded your, what, the way your storage works and stuff. So you can hold a whole bunch more stuff without fear of running out of space, not having enough resources to survive on a planet. So I don't know. They've done a lot of good stuff. Anyway, but Anthem, if they can follow the examples of Battlefront 2 and No Man's Sky and just keep adding, keep remaking the game basically we could see we could see like a new game that's really really good because anthem looks it already has the looks it already looks good so it has that going for it now if you just add the story the gameplay the elements that are bringing it down you optimize it a little bit give better performance we could be uh we could be looking at a really good game had a rough start but a really good game yeah, uh, they came out and Bioware said that we spent a few months tearing down the game and figuring out what needs to be changed fundamentally. Uh, there's a lot. One person working with the redesigned Toad Kentaku last year, and we're being, we've are being we been rebuilding for over a few months now. Yeah. So last year, they already told them that they've been rebuilding and working on this for a few months. Yeah, exactly. So I can understand, like, if that's what they're coming out and say, I mean, this is all PR stuff and whatnot, and they want to make sure everybody stays happy, or then what's been done in the past if you've been working on the updates i can understand that why it's taken so long for you to actually patch some of the stuff that you say that's going to be patched uh, in the previous gameplays sure i mean a lot can be forgiven if you if you release big really good updates people people are quick to forgive then uh patrick asked if it would be could it possibly be a new competitor to destiny i'm gonna say no uh just because of its rocky release maybe if they come out Maybe it could be a really good game later, and then they'll have a sequel or something like that that could be a potential competitor, but this one right here is not... It, I don't think it'll ever be competitor to the Destiny series. The series itself might, but this one specifically will not be. Mm-mm. Also, uh, something big is planned uh, by uh, the makers of Anthem uh, coming out this month, February 28th. The one year anniversary of the game. Also, this actually uh, this actually mentions that uh, that it might the new update might be a No Man's Sky next kind of update, but they're not sure. 
That'd be neat. That'd be real neat if they just expanded the giant world that you can use your javelin in. Yeah. Javelin. Yeah. But that's awesome. Anthem. Next up, uh, well, literally during our little <laughs> rundown for technical issues like earlier, literally in the last couple hours. Yeah, this uh, popped up on my Twitter feed because while he was fixing his mic, I was going through Twitter because I mean I have nothing else to to do while I'm sitting here. And Pokemon Home is now out on Android devices and on Switch. Give a good Pokemon explanation Home. of what expo- what Home is. <laughs> it is a cloud-based service. Pokemon Home is now officially live on the Nintendo eShop store and on the Android Play store. As previously revealed, it has supported connectivity with the Pokemon Sword and Shield and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. It's also compatible with the Pokemon mobile game Pokemon Go. The download itself is free and requires 707 megabytes of free space to download. There are two plans to choose from, but the first month is free. After that... Uh, you can go into a premium plan, which is either $2.99 a month, or you can do it th- uh, $4.99 for three months, or you can do $16 for the entire year. Did you mention which just there, was a, there was a free subscription plan? Yeah, the free subscription plan. Yeah, it so only allows for You can go down to the basic, but the premium ones are the ones that are $30.90 in a year. Do you know if the, if the, if the free subscription, the 30 deposits, is that 30 total or only 30 at one time? 30 total. Ugh, so that won't last. Nope. Yeah, so you'll eventually have to pay for it. Yep, so the way it's going to work is you can go from uh, Pokemon Bank, you can go from Pokemon Eevee, Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, or Pokemon Go. You can take Pokemon from those four games and throw them into Pokemon Home, and you can transfer them to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Or you can take from Sword and Shield, throw it in Home, and transfer it to a different Sword and Shield. Yeah, okay, so... This, like you said, this game goes to Sword and Shield. Uh, it says when you first log in on your Android device, um, apparently iOS users don't have it yet, able to choose between one of the three Kanto starters, and you'll also be given a uh, Pikachu when you log in. Um, yep, yep. Hold on. So Hold mine up right now. With Sword and Shield, only Charmander is available. Will this be the introduction of Squirtle and Bulbasaur and their evolutions to the Sword and Shield games? Uh, I'm hoping. I'm not 100% sure. I'm tapping to start. Da, 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 da. I downloaded it while we were waiting. So, like, right here, if all y'all can see, there's my Squirtle, because that's who I chose. Because yeah. Mudkip wasn't an option. How about that? I know. Oh, there we go. Squirtle. You can see my Halo ring just blaring off my phone. Uh, but I've got my dude made up. I've got my Pokemon. You get a free Pikachu. And then you can go into the trading. You've got the Wonder Box. you got the Global Trade Center. you got Room Trades. And you got Friends. But I don't have any friends yet because I don't think anybody else I know has the app yet. Uh, I'll probably be downloading it after this, even though I'm, I don't know if I'll pay for it right away. Uh, uh, also, again, first month fear, free. Don't fear if you uh, if you have a 3DS and you have Pokemon Bank. They have an update for it for version 1.5. It will be compatible with Home, so no worries there. You're not gonna get left out in the cold because you have Pokemon Bank, which I mean is basically what Pokemon Home is, but Home is the central hub for all these different uh, methods or mediums to play Pokemon games in. Mobile, Switch, and 3DS. So it gives you the Global Trade Center frequently trade Pokemon. Number one is Pikachu. Number two is Charmander. Number three is Squirtle. Number four is Bulbasaur. Number five is Sobble. Number six is Eevee. Number seven is Scorbunny. Number nine is Ditto. Number eight, sorry, is Dreepy. And number 10 is Magikarp. But Mewtwo is number 14. Oh, how about that? I know, right? And then Lapras is number 18. I'm just going off like the ones that I like. Oh, really now? 
Uh, Articuno is 31. Tokopi so. is 37. Dratini is number 40. And Ho-Oh is number 47. So I'm wondering how they're going to do the conversion uh, between like Pokemon Go's CP, you know, combat power, and yeah. actual levels in Sword and Shield. And Eevee and Pikachu had, had combat power as well, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, I am very... I, I want to see what the conversion between those is. But I can tell you this much. Uh, the app has been live for about an hour and a half now, and there's already been over 4,211 trades done. Whoa, people are jumping on it. Was it live? I guess it was live worldwide at that time too, wasn't it? It was. How about that? We didn't have to Let's wait. Let's see. And it was roughly about 74 minutes. So that means there was uh, 55 trades happening every minute from here now. <laughs> Do you remember when Pokemon Go came out? Yes. It was like one afternoon. And I was already home from work. And then, like, I think you text me or something. We're like, dude, Pokemon Go is out. And I was like, no way. I text Jonathan or you text Jonathan. And, like, we all downloaded it at that moment. And it was like there was no announcement. It's just it showed up. It was in the Play Store. And we were just all freaked out. And then it was, like, the most healthiest movement that the world has ever seen. Because people got off their ass and went out and walked around trying to catch Pokemon on their phone. Yeah, guilty. Also, the server sucked right away. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, I spent countless times wandering around into very uh, not safe areas trying to find rare Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of a lot of things you probably shouldn't do trying to find Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, besides, you, you know, you get to choose your starter by, by clicking on it. And I think I chose Charmander. But uh, my first Pokemon I caught after that was a Growlithe, and it was sitting on my couch. There you go. I found a Magmar in my closet. Oh my gosh. Yep. I put on that Pokemon scent and I was like, I wonder what this does. And then it said, there's a Pokemon nearby. And I turned on my little camera and you just see Magmar walking around in my closet. I was like, I don't know why you're in there, but I'm going to catch you. Dude, that was another thing about Pokemon Go is they had this really, you know, is at least a dis like a decent uh, tracking with the three footprints or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they just turned it off one day, and they didn't replace it for like a year and a half. Ugh. But I forgot I was, how did they? How what were the what was the new way to track it? Like the background that it told yeah, you it was now on. They, now they show the Pokestop that it's near. Yeah, or if it's like a Pokemon that's not near a Pokemon stop, and it's just like it's out in the wild. Yeah. I'm like uh, okay. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you like the ones that don't have the Poke. Like it doesn't tell you how close you are. Just like, and now people have kind of drifted away from Pokemon Go, and now they're into max raid battles and Gigantamax battles on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, and and the thing about Pokemon Go is, is they've stopped uh, they stopped caring about uh, GPS spoofing, so people play from home. Oh, absolutely! I know plenty of people who have gone out and bought separate tablets and put on the oh, yeah. GPS hackment. And I'll just like sit on the couch and walk around San Francisco or China just to catch the Pokemon. I'm just like, no, I'm going to be a little bit more active, but this is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I I, I guess uh, I because when it first came out, people were like getting banned and I, they kept up with it for a couple of years. And I guess uh, since since so many people were doing it, they just gave up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Azrael just said, uh, did you guys see that Pokemon Home was released today? That's what we were talking about. <laughs> Haxian just said his son still plays Pokemon Go on the store. Uh, uh, he said on the way to the store, his son's like, pull into Pizza Hut so I can collect that Pokemon. There you go. See, that's phenomenal. If you got kids that still do it, uh, like, I would totally be supporting my kid. I'm like, I'd rather you be catching Pokemon than snorting crack. Oh, heck yeah. Well, most definitely. 
Don't, don't, don't smoke crack. Okay, so uh, we got some uh, some news for the PS5. We still don't have any pictures or anything, but we do have some uh, specs. You could call it. I mean, at least some hardware that's coming out for it. Um, yeah, while the world is eagerly awaits to look at the PlayStation 5 hardware, Sony has revealed what's under the hood. Yeah. We have full 8K TV support. There you go. We've got 8-core AMD chipset. Yeah. We've a, got 3D audio. Whatever that a bespoke. It's a new uh, one. I don't know. Okay. Built, in, built for purpose SSD storage, solid-state drive. Yeah. Backwards compatibility with PS4 games, PlayStation VR hardware, ray tracing capabilities i like they uh they're keeping the psvr stuff going because there was talks about them completely abandoning psvr well i mean the thing about psvr and this is uh this has been a topic that i talk about and i try to get people's opinion on it so playstation vr it's it's here we know it but let's think playstation does their free games the month right and usually it was two PS4 games and one Vita game. Right. Now that they took away the Vita support, I'm wondering, are they just going to start doing two PS4 games and one PlayStation VR game? Because it's going to give people more of an incentive to buy a PlayStation VR, especially if they go like a whole year with PlayStation Plus. Now they've got 12 VR games that they can go back and play if they bought the hardware. Right. So I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be a great strategic plan for them. I mean, like a, a good little plan for them. Because, I mean, if they keep giving people free games for a hardware that they don't have, it's going to give them, like, a little bit of a coax to go buy that hardware. Yeah, go buy the hardware. And, and, and PlayStation's not making a whole lot of money off the games anyway. So they're making their money off of sales for consoles and hardware. Accessories. Mm-hmm. So when you go out and buy that PSVR hardware, I mean, that you're, you're giving money to, straight to Sony. So... That's something. Absolutely. Uh, also, 3D audio is like a... I mean, it's not... I don't guess it's new, but it's similar to surround sound, but it's not just around you. It's also above and below you. So that's the difference between 3D audio, audio and surround sound, in case anyone was wondering. Uh, so it can support it, but you need the system that actually does it? Yeah, I guess so. So on top of spending probably four ninety nine, five ninety nine on a console, You're gonna you need to spend... You're going to spend a money on headset. Yeah. A headset, uh, an 8K TV. Yep. Even though uh, it, it's not, it's it just says it's going to support 8K. I don't think it's actually going to be running full res 8K video games. I don't no, not Xbox, until later when they bring out the PlayStation 5 Pro. Yeah, I don't think the Xbox will either. Even though it says it potentially will, I think it'll also be a supports 8K. Mm-hmm. Why don't you read us off? What do we got here? We got uh, Xbox Series yeah. Xbox. So, so can. In comparison to the PS5, the Xbox Series X specs were announced earlier this year, and I'm just going to read them off just so you have a comparison. Uh, it's going to have a custom-designed processor from AMD, making use of the Zen 2 and Navi architecture. Um, I, to be honest, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of difference between that and the bespoke 8-core, just to be completely honest. I wish they'd throw a Threadripper in there with, like, 64 cores, but, you know, whatever. We're not going to do that. It'd be too hot and too much power. Whatever, twice as powerful than the Xbox One X, which is saying something, because that game was ridiculous. I mean, that system was ridiculous. I um, love my Xbox One X. It's going to be capable of running games at 120 hertz, uh, which is 120 frames per second. Um, most TVs aren't going to be able to handle that anyway, so 
maybe in the future we're going to be getting 120 hertz tvs i mean like every tv i have in my house is a 60 hertz tv at the most dude i know the thread ripper isn't for gaming i know it's not for gaming that's what patrick said but you can totally use it for gaming it totally works you just got to set it up right it's 64 cores if you could if you could design one specifically for gaming i mean these are custom made processors anyway you could do a 64 core gaming uh gaming processor i know there's 120 hertz tvs but i have like 4k tvs and stuff and mine are only 60 hertz i don't know how many people actually own 120 hertz 20 120 hertz tvs besides biogamer i'll say y'all can't see it but it's hanging on the wall <laughs> besides you i i'm not sure i know anyone uh ray chasing technology just like the uh the ps5 we're gonna have uh ssd storage system it's gonna be compatible with xbox one accessories and it's gonna have a physical disk drive i don't know if the ps4 is gonna have one i assume it will they're usually pretty good about like ps5 is not the one i'm worried about having a physical disk drive uh so anyway there's your comparisons they're basically the same system uh, one's just one's more of a horizontal and one's, and one's more of a vertical yeah i i'm really i really want to see I, I don't know i think what'll what'll set them apart is the design um and the whole idea with the Xbox is it's not it's not supposed to have a big footprint, um, but I want to see the design of the PlayStation Five and I want to see the online stuff, like how much is it going to cost for a year subscription? What are you going to get with your subscription? And is it going to be cross-platform with PC and and the other two, and potentially even Switch on some things like Fortnite and other games that the Switch can run just as well? So I don't know. We'll see. If all that comes to pass, I'll probably just get an Xbox Series X. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be like a good little trade in Ordoro. They'll probably go on at the very beginning, kind of yeah. like they do with new phones. Yeah. Uh, bring in the like last year's model, trade it in. We'll give you like X amount off or uh, this percentage off or this type of incentive. But I mean, I'll be getting an Xbox Series X just because I'm always going with the latest and greatest whatnots. Especially if it's going to be backwards compatible, just take my games over, poof. Yeah, I, let's uh, see how I much believe, of a big difference it is. I believe the Xbox Series X is supposed to be backwards compatible all the way through the Xbox. If that is true, I will dig out my Xbox games from my attic just I, so I can play some of them. I know for certain. The games that are already backwards compatible on the Xbox One, that are you know that were from the original Xbox, will for sure be backwards compatible on the new Xbox Series X. But I want to say that I've heard, boy, I've heard a lot of things, <laughs> but uh, I've heard that it's going to be fully backwards compatible. Well, that's news to me, and I can't wait to see how that plays out. But that's holiday of 2020. Uh, Speaking so, of 20, so 2020. We just got a big press conference today. See, I'm actually. not the only one that messes up words. No, no, no. I can say that. Yeah, yeah. I am very bad with words. But anyway, today, today, Samsung came out with a big press conference. Uh, and they yeah, released. I was at work when it happened. They released five, not five, but four new phones. It's really just three new phones. I mean, two, uh, two new phones, and one of them has a bunch of different versions. And uh, then the other one's a freaking one, clamshell. What was that one called? It's called the Galaxy Z. Yeah, okay. So the Galaxy Z is basically the Motorola Razor, but Samsung Galaxy Samsung. up. It's all just big Samsung thing now. 
Which yeah, I, I know this I isn't like video game related, but still. I don't like the clamshell phones. This is just big phones. news. I don't like them. Like, I don't want to fold a phone that's going to be the same size when I open it up. Like, give me the one that opens up to the uh, the tablet size, like the Galaxy Fold. Yes, Patrick, Zed. It's the Galaxy's Samsung Galaxy Z. Anyway, that's not important. Galaxy S20, S20 Plus, and the S20 Ultra was, was announced today. All of them 5G capable. Um, the S20 and the S20 Plus are going to have a 64 megapixel camera, while uh, the S20 Ultra is going to have a 108 mega megapixel camera. Jiminy Cricket. That's insane on phones. What the like the top was sitting around twelve or something, wasn't it? Wasn't like the best they had out yet. 12, uh, 12 ultra pixels. Yeah. So now these are just killing that. Um, the S twenty S twenty plus are gonna have three times hybrid optical zoom, and up to thirty times space zoom. I'm not real sure what space zoom is, but it's supposed to be able to zoom in and see the fine details on your pictures. Um, the S20 Ultra is going to have 10 times uh, hybrid optic zoom, up to 100 times space zoom. Um, they'll all record in 8K, and you can take 33 megapixel stills, like photos, from those videos. So if you, you can pause your video and hit like a capture button, that'll capture a photo from the video. Um, it's going to have a new and improved burst mode, so it's going to take 10 second long burst, basically videos a whole bunch of individual frames that you can just drag photos out of. It's not going to be like pick and choose, like screenshots of videos, like the other version, like the other uh, thing you can do with the videos is this is going to be its own 10 second burst shot of a bunch of pictures. Um, it's going to have 512 gigabytes internally. I'm sure that they're going to come out with different levels of that, but that's what that's saying right now. No, absolutely. They're going to start it out and there's, Hundred dollars extra for every gig up. Yeah, so you're gonna see that. I'm I'm positive. Uh, it's gonna have a hundred. Uh, it's gonna have a one terabyte additional storage capabilities, uh, and also it's gonna have a hundred twenty hertz display, which for phones that's uh, that is unheard of. So I don't know. That's that's big news in the phone world. Uh, it's gonna be they're they're boasting about uh, about the phone. Is that it's going to be able to stream, like live stream, video game stuff, uh, like high speed gaming, all this stuff is basically being made for that. I mean, the camera and stuff is being made for people who are doing cameras. Yeah, the RG phone does have 120 hertz. That was the groundbreaking. That and the Razer phone may have had, no, it had 90 hertz. 100, shoot, I don't remember. Regardless. Um, this new, the new Samsung stuff is really pushing this live streaming, high speed gaming thing. So we could see some potentially really cool, uh, like hardware accessories that have to do with controllers and stuff for gaming. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have a note 10 right now and I've already got the project X cloud on here and I sync it up with my Xbox one X controller. Yep. And I can just log straight in. Like the latest two games I played have been Devil May Cry Five and Crackdown Three. On your phone? And on my phone. So is that like streaming over there? It is. See, I think that's that's what they're gonna be pushing with the whole five G connectivity and stuff is that's gonna be really possible. 
Absolutely. I mean, I only did it over Wi-Fi because I want to test it out. So I don't know how much data it's really pulling. But if I get a chance, I want to sit down and see how much it's going to pull off of my four. I mean, my four G LTE plus. Right. So because it'll give you a better idea. I mean, because some carriers it hits a certain gig, then you start getting throttled, but it still counts as unlimited. Yeah. I have Sprint, so technically it's unlimited, but I always feel like it's throttled. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Even though they're like, we have the fastest 4G network. I'm like, no. I mean, you might, but I don't ever have signal, so. You I might live, in, live in the like areas big cities where it's... of America, so. I'll I know, we live in Nashville, crying out loud. I go downtown, I have no signal. I'm like, you don't have That's a signal sad. in Nashville? What the heck? They don't have it in Murfreesboro? It's, I don't know, it's garbage. People are like, People are like, I know Nashville. What is this Murphy's borough you are talking about? It's it's a it's a big college town. Yeah, basically. It's the middle of Tennessee. Legit. It is the it middle is of the state. The geographical middle of the state. Yeah. The All fastest right. well, enough about our states. in my area is five megabits. That's wow. Wait, who said that? Patrick said that. Oh my. I'm so sorry, Patrick. <laughs> I know, I'm getting like uh 250 megabits, I think, was what my plan is for. Oh, I'm 300 up, 300 down. Nice. You get 300 up and down? I do. Holy crap. I know, it works out phenomenally because I have like, like 300 up and 12, or 300 down and 12 up. Oh, no, it's 300 up because uh, one, that's what I'm paying for. And two, I've got security cameras that are running constantly around my house. Yeah, so you had so to they're have all loading up to the cloud. You must have Comcast. Nope, I got TDS. Oh man, TDS screwed me up. I know. We talked about it. Yeah, that wasn't good. No, it wasn't. They were charging me. Yeah. Twice, and they said that was what, that's what was supposed to happen. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. It's- no, that's stupid. Dude, but you, you know what? You got anything else? Uh, go ahead. No, I'm, again, I'm not good at segues. I was going to say, here's some deals. Uh, this is coming straight from the Microsoft Store. The Division 2 Xbox One digital download is $3 right now, along with the PC version and the PS4 version, which is great because right now it is Tuesday the 11th. Later this week, Division is coming up with a new download patch to kind of redo the whole ordeal. So if you want to, you can get the physical game for $5 right now at your local GameStop. We can get the digital version for $3 and we'll get ready for a whole new little facelift that's coming along. Uh, GeForce Now's cloud streaming service is free for right now, then $5 a month for the standard edition. And Target is doing board games, video games, movies, music, and books. Buy two, get one free. Oh, Same nice. thing with Amazon. Amazon is doing get three for the price of two. Buy two, get on, one free. On board games. On board games, video games, music, movies, and books. Holy crap, that's nice. Uh, speaking of board games, if you go to the Epic Game Store uh, for this week, I think it's just this week, maybe even next week, but I think it's just this week, uh, they have two free games uh, that are board games. So they're digital versions of board games. You got Carcassonne, Car- Carcassonne, I think that's how it said, Car- Carcassonne. Regardless. It's oh, and Ticket to Ride? And Ticket to Ride. Wait, wait. Which I I really like Ticket to Ride, so I'm literally clicking. Uh, I'm re- I'm literally going to buy it right now for free. So as of recording this, these games are free. I don't know if that'll change even by Friday. Come. 
Yeah. So if you're listening to this on Friday and they're not free, I apologize. But they're free right now and I'm getting them. So Yeah, because how are we doing this? We literally, we do live <laughs> recording on Tuesdays. We do editing on Thursdays and Wednesdays. And then we post it for Friday morning. Yeah. Well, we want to get the weekend release. Yeah. And it gives us time to edit all the nonsense at the beginning out. Add the that. intro. And then, boom, we got it. Yeah, we're just giving you a little podcast rundown because, I mean, we tried to do, what was it, Thursday or Friday nights? Yeah, and then we would edit it on Thursday night. We record it and edit it Thursday night and have it... Try to post it on Friday and that lasted, Friday. what, five episodes and then we went away for six five months? Five episodes, we got burnt out. I, I'm, I mean, I feel like we did. And, and life got busy too. I mean, I had a baby and oh. stuff, but... Yeah, and Q4 for me was just hectic. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was hard to do full video editing in two hours after you get off here and be in bed by midnight so you could travel or go to work the next morning. Exactly. And have it posted on YouTube or Podbean or whatever we were using at the time. We were using Podbean, and then I started paying for six months of using nothing, so I was just like, we're canceling Podbean. Yeah, no, now we use something that works just as well and is free. Free. Yeah. Actually, it might even work better. I'm enjoying it, and I'm enjoying the podcast, and I'm hoping we can continue with it. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in for episode eight. That Again, has my been name is episode eight of the DXP podcast. Again, I am Mike, also known as Biogamer, across all social media platforms. And if you I feel want, like, want to. Oh, yep, he is Patrick. Who are you? Patrick. Oh, I mean, what are you? I'm Bloodthringa, across all there you social go. media platforms, including Twitch. Follow me. Yep, and feel free if you want to uh, drop us a email, drop us a tweet, anything you want to be on the show, you want to ask us questions. If you just want to send in an email or see like, hey, this is what I heard, and can you talk about this on the show next time or something like that, we go through that stuff daily, or at least I do, and I would love to have a little segment for it. So everybody enjoy y'all's night and peace out. All right, see y'all later.